Welcome to a new year of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt A.K. Stormageddon. I'm so excited for my first guest of the new year. It's several gentlemen, actually. It is the host of the Dinosaur Machine Game Club podcast, uh, Dan, Dave, and Mark. I've been wanting to have these three on for a while. I'm a huge fan of their podcast, which is essentially a uh, book club, but with gaming, uh, which is really cool. Uh, before we get down to that interview and business in general, I do want to, of course, shout out my patrons who at the, uh, I believe it's the $5 level, get a shout out on the episode, which I always do here in the intro. So uh, much love to Rob, Robert, Robert, and MJ. God, I have a lot of R's in the intro. Well, you know, I'm, I can't complain, I suppose. Um, thank you, of course, for supporting me. If you'd like to get a shout out at the start of the of every episode of Autographs, you can go ahead and go to patreon.com slash Stormageddon and contribute at the $5 or higher level to get that. Otherwise, just contributing at all at even the dollar or $3 level is, of course, very welcome. And I appreciate anything you can give, writing a review, subscribing, any of that. So thank you to those who are currently supporting. And uh, I'm really excited to bring you guys the gents of the Dinosaur Machine Game Club podcast. So Please enjoy this first episode with a guest of 2019. Take a vitamin D, got plus two to skin protection. That's no. not a bad way to look at it. <laughs> I think I think that's the way vitamins work. I think they, they help enzymes work better. So, so if I, I could take the vitamin in the morning with the coffee is what you're saying. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm going to do it. I mean, Long I story short, you're overthinking the shit out of vitamins, dude. <laughs> All right. So depending on where I've edited this episode and where we're coming in, you are listening <laughs> to the charming banter of the folks of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast thank you mark dave and dan for joining me yay thanks for having us where you are the listener where where, where you are the listener um i have to say as a fan of the show there are a few things i want to say up front so for those who don't know their podcast is a uh, video game podcast where it's essentially like a book club but for video games where they talk about the game they're going to play they play it they ask you to play it or just be interested in hearing about it, and then they talk about it in the following week, whatever those. And they have a schedule of games they play. As someone who's only played maybe a third of the games that you've covered, I've still enjoyed every single episode. And I think it's a testament to the dynamic conversation you have, as well as the pre- and post-amble of like general gaming stuff and then the trivial tastemaker. So... um I guess the first question I have for you guys is how did the structure of the podcast came come to be? I know that you joke about a lost season, so I imagine there are some episodes <laughs> that never aired um, as you experimented. But like, how did the original concept for this podcast come together? Oof. I want um, Dave to start, and then we can continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we can say that because basically, I had we've always been we've been playing to games together for a long time, right? And eventually we got to a point where it's like we kept suggested games and I shot most things down because I got to a point where like I hate all games. <laughs> As opposed to now. Yeah, which I still which I still do. Now he hates fewer games because better ones are coming yeah. out. <laughs> but um yeah, so like we were like, okay, what can we do different other than because we kept 
arguing over what the next game would be amongst right. the, the the three of us. So eventually, this we and we all listen to at least Mark and I listen to gaming podcasts, <laughs> and uh, I'm putting you under the bus. Game, I don't listen but, to podcasts. Shot no, the that's rest true. Of mm-hmm. But um, so we were just like, you know, why don't we we do it in this in this kind of structure, and then we kind of just filled in the gaps. And we we did six test episodes that we learned through, which we will never release. And that's the last season. Do you still have them? I still have them. Okay, I, I would was not actually mind to that. listen. I would not mind to listen. I, I guarantee you, there we if we think we've come so far, I don't know how far well, we should come. Since. We could redo those games. That's also an option. Yeah, yeah but the very first yeah, one we ever did was Party Hard, and I do want to play Party Hard too. We could also that could do be a whole thing. As then, yeah, so we were starting to do that, and then I don't know how the tastemaker. I think we were just trying to figure out things because we would have a conversation about the game, and that would last about thirty-ish minutes. We we're like, what else can we talk about? Just that we were thinking about news things, but then we were worried about like recording schedules. So then the tastemaker, the first tastemaker, <laughs> Dave knows Mark, it was seems. yours because you decided to to. Uh, guess this is during the one of the lost episodes you were like we're gonna play a game where we guess what dan is doing because this is the one and only episode so far that we've ever recorded without dan oh yeah that's why i don't know this story we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna guess what dan was doing (laughs) that he wasn't here (laughs) that was a rough night for me when you guys were without i I had an emotional breakdown we noticed I, I had trouble. I was like, hey, well, what are you doing without me? I don't understand. It doesn't work without me. I'm not on the third one. Damn, right. I think that was one of the best podcasts we had. Right? <laughs> I hate you both so much. <laughs> um, no one spoke over each other. It was a beautiful like a conversation. <laughs> Boring, it sounds, is what it is. Um, a question I've always had about the show as a listener is how you choose the games. Like, Obviously, I assume there's some semblance of conversation about it. But I think more individually, if each of you could tell me a little bit about what what is uh, interesting to you about bringing a game on the show. We hmm. always we try to lean on indie games. Right, uh, we very, that. very scarcely pick... Triple A, but when we do, it's for a good reason. A good example of that is, even though it's considered indie, uh, Hellblade, right? Uh, that and also what other game? Oh, Detroit Become Human. Like if they, if those games are doing something really interesting, we'll pick those. But typically, we'll lean on indie games that we're just interested in yeah. in general. Maybe I'll pick it honestly because I like the art, and that's like as far as I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it partially shows. because, partially, but thanks. <laughs> partially because. Um, I also want to be surprised. Like, I don't want it to be always a game that's, oh, this is a 97 on Metacritic. Like, maybe it needs to be a bad game sometimes. So I like right. that variety. That's me. That's my, how I think about Because we each pick two every yeah. episode. Typically, sometimes we'll barter about a game. It's like, all right, how about you pick Bad North this episode, this season, and I can pick this one. Like, we'll barter. Mm-hmm. I don't know why sometimes that happens. Because we'll want three but then I'll delegate one out. Well, sometimes, sometimes like somebody's having a trouble coming up with their second one. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So it helps. Yeah. Just, maybe just because of mood or whatever, what have you. Yeah. Like I think I, I'm definitely selfish with my picks. It's just like, yeah. these are just games I want to play right. um, there. We, we do try to give a thought to, is there a conversation to be had about this game? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's actually something we've been thinking about a lot this season. And Dan, especially was bringing up, it's like trying to, really kind of venture out of our comfort zones and really try genres that maybe normally like bad North, I think is our first tower defense game I right. think we've had. We're going to do it like in a, a future episode, but at the same time, you know, we, we do, 
we kind of have that realization that it's like, well, if we don't, we don't want to pick games that we don't like and just start crapping all over them. Right. Like it's the real, but at the same time, I don't know it is kind of a balance, but there's a lot, there's, those are always, I actually think we sometimes we should record those conversations, the bartering that goes on. It's like, you take this, then I'm going to take this. But then sometimes we just don't feel strongly about anything. Right. That is another way that kind of yeah. happens. And well, that one usually doesn't get picked. Well, yeah. I thought it was interesting the most recent season that Symphony of the Night was in there because that mm-hmm. one is not a new game. It just was re-released on PlayStation 4. Yeah. But, for the, you know, that's an older game. So I thought it was you very You guys told me that was brand new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the hell? I thought, I thought it was really cool and that you guys did an older game because for the most part, you've been pretty contemporary with, with stuff. Yeah. Is there, um, is, are you guys planning on doing more of that, choosing some older games? We did do Super Metroid. Usually one of the kind of rules that we have in place is at least one of us has to have never played the game. Because okay. if, they're, if we're all po- speaking from the point of nostalgia that, you know, it's going to, of course, everyone's going to love it. Right. Yeah, if we pick Mega Man X, that'd be the, either the most boring episode or it would just be like, ah. Oh. It would be total fanboyism. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and what's oh your favorite? Shotgun. I, love, I love beating Launch Octopus. <laughs> yeah, we do it without a special move. Yeah. That's, that's interesting hearing you guys say that, though, because I do feel like, I think we've done four retro episodes. Yeah, we did Parappa yeah. the Rapper, Metroid, Castlevania, and I can't think of the third one, fourth one. Uh, we did, what's it called? It was kind of old. We did Parappa, you said? Psychonauts. Yeah. So, Psychonauts. Psychonauts. And, you know, I think that is a fun thing we try to explore in those episodes is really kind of, you know, especially nostalgia is such a huge thing in gaming. Yeah. Everything is the best and the worst, and everything <laughs> back in the day was the best. Yeah. Everything is garbage today. Everyone becomes a comic book guy. From yeah, yeah exactly worst thing ever <laughs> but i don't know like that is one thing i think i've definitely learned over the course of the podcast is just really appreciating what's coming out now and looking back at a lot of those games that we played for as retro pods like i could see why especially for the time period that's why we usually we always do it's like let's put ourselves in the year let's talk about the things that right. came out that year mm-hmm. but i don't know this might be just and i know dave definitely disagrees with this but like the I really feel like you can appreciate them from where they came out and what was, you know, what they, you know, in terms of the, the trail that they blazed. But at the same time, like, I always say games that are coming out, like, I, I said on the podcast, like, this is the golden age, the year we're living in. It's like, yeah. it, it always the newest year I always feel is the best year because there's so much variety. Everything is such a high quality. You can appreciate what came from before, but I, I, I don't know, like, I feel if it's really tested to put, okay, those retro games versus games we've played on the podcast, like huge games, just indie games. I think the stuff we've played is better. And that's just me, though. <laughs> Yeah, I think it comes from a. I mean, nostalgia has to work into it. Also, it's hard yeah. to review older stuff. I used to do a music podcast, and like for a while, we let guests bring any album, like old, new, and like someone brought on a older Beastie Boys record, and the guest himself is an indie rapper, and like my co-host said, your album's better than this Beastie Boys record, and the rest of us were like, including the guest, was like, what? What are you crazy? Yeah. But the reality was he wasn't terribly wrong because technically on a technical level, that album was produced well, but the newer album is produced better just based on technology alone. And so right. comparing it is sometimes apples and oranges because like Symphony of the Night for what it was, for example, was incredible graphically and soundtrack wise and all of that at the time. But it is, it is incredible. <laughs> But, well, it is now too, but there are games that can do that more easily than Symphony Mm -hmm. of the Night did. Mm -hmm. Like, because, like, a game like Symphony of the Night now is an indie game, whereas back then it was a AAA title. It was a huge release. 
Mm. And I think it comes from how gaming has changed over the years. Um, the next thing I actually wanted to ask is to get a little bit about your gaming history. Like, I mostly know Dan's just from knowing Dan. but like, no, I'm very mysterious. You're very <laughs> mysterious. But, like, so, for example, for me, I've been playing video games since I could hold a controller. My first console was an Atari 2600 and an NES. Um, What did you play on the 2600? So I played Mousetrap. I played Miss Pac-Man. I, th- I had the super. I had the Superman game, but I never knew how it worked or or understood it. Okay. <laughs> um, I owned. I owned at one point. I don't anymore. The ET game. I had the ET game. Oh, that's that. too bad. He lost that. Yeah. So click in the desert for more. Um, but so I've been playing games for a very long time. I'm curious. Mm. Uh, but I know tons of people who are super into gaming now who've only been playing for a decade or so. So like, I'm curious where your gaming history comes from. Your gaming pedigree, as it were. Well, I'm not going to start because you already don't mind. <laughs> um, I'll let Dave, I'll give it to Dave. I mean, I started on the 2600 too. Uh-huh. Like um, that, and I think Mark probably might agree with this. Is uh, that in video smarts? Video smart. I remember like baby that. console. Yeah. It had like four buttons on it. Oh no. <laughs> But, like, I, I remember playing that. It had a videotape that went along. Oh, you know, you realize, somehow. like, those thoughts you don't have for 15 yeah. years, and then someone <laughs> yeah. puts in your head, like, whoa! Yeah. Yo, it was yeah. the craziest. It was this toy that, like, even if, if you left it on, it would speak, and it would be like, turn me off. Like, <laughs> a little creepy. Oh, you told a story yeah, about this once. Yeah. It scared my mom once. She yeah. freaked out. Because it was, like, dark in the room. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I've been playing video games since I, like, I remember my favorite game when I was a youngin was uh air sea battle which is nothing basically (laughs) (laughs) um a ripoff of space invaders but with more versus modes and then um i used to play that and uh like the donkey kong donkey kong donkey kong of course sure you know classics pac-man yeah let me try to think like i mean like Gaming was always a cornerstone, but that's actually like Dave and I are cousins, and like yeah. that was our common bond growing up. Like that was the thing yeah. we did together that we were always yeah, down to that do. We didn't fight during. <laughs> that we didn't fight during. Um, I, as long as possible. Yeah, and like when I would go to Dave's house, like as a kid, like he had the Atari. Like I remember playing that, but I was like, this is. A, uh. I got a Nintendo when I was a kid, but I didn't I feel think like... I really was. I was gonna say I think your golden your your specific revelation the holy trifecta the Super Nintendo that's right so yeah like that was when I really got into gaming and the trifecta as I always think of it is uh, Super Mario RPG Chrono Trigger Earthbound you are correct that in fact was the correct answer (laughs) exactly (laughs) like I played through those three games I can't even imagine which you know it's funny because then as we kind of talk about like retro gaming and stuff like that like there's so many classic Nintendo franchises I never really touched never played a Zelda you were just too busy playing those I was just playing those so so busy (laughs) waiting for your turn in Mario RPG or (laughs) yeah and like never really played Mario this kid knows Mario however we pronounce it (laughs) um and then after that I actually remember distinctly because that i think it was i think it was this summer and it was like when n64 and playstation were coming out and i knew it could get one of them right and i, I like i was you know because of the super nasa's big nintendo reading nintendo power and i was just like i gotta get an n64 this is it this is totally it and i remember i was an altar server in like the back of the church telling like talking video games with some kids and i was like yeah i'm gonna get an n64 because it's got no loading times 
And then <laughs> this other kid told me, I remember this very distinctly, yes, it does. It just doesn't say now loading. It's stupid. And because of that kid, I got a PlayStation. <laughs> well, that kid was dumb, in well, my opinion. <laughs> you know, no, 20 years later with my PlayStation tattoo, yeah. if it wasn't for that kid, I wonder how my my gaming experience has grown. Because then Nintendo was always the thing I would go to Dave's house for. Right. So we play GoldenEye and Perfect Dark until our eyes bled. <laughs> and, you know, Super Mario 64 and those wrestling games used to come out then. Oh, we used yes. to play those, those uh, what, is, what is that? So there was uh, the there was uh, WCW versus NWO versus the World, and then there was yeah, World Tour, and there and, was World Tour and Revenge. And Revenge. But, but there what was the name of the developers you made it? Oh, it THQ. It was THQ. THQ thank you. Was it yeah. THQ? It was yeah, THQ. It was. Yep. <laughs> now living on as in, a Nordic in company. World Tour. There was even THQ Man. Yeah, oh, there one was. of my favorite play, people to play as. <laughs> my favorite thing about those games was how your thumbs would feel like they're going to die as you grapple. Yeah, you're just, like, you're just mashing button. buttons. The, yeah, <laughs> I remember. Then they split off to the WWE games, and they did like No Mercy and WrestleMania mm. 2000, and these games were all the same. They just they had different skins essentially. They had, yeah, slightly better graphics, and I think when it, when it came to No Mercy, it may have been the first time. That you were able to create a character in that game. Yeah, and there were entrance so. music. There was entrance music and like an entrance theme that would play. <laughs> that I'm just thinking, like, that blew my mind as a kid. Blew it. Yeah. Probably like now, huge, huge pile of trash. <laughs> it was probably the best game ever, Mark. It was. Hey, what, the about, best. what about you, Dan? What was your your beginnings? Oh, my sister and I had a Nintendo. Uh, I don't remember playing Atari. I don't think I'm. Uh, we're, I think we're all a little older than you, Dan. Oh. Mark's exactly my age. Oh, all Am right. I? Oh, yeah. They're born on the same yeah. day at the same time. <laughs> we we <laughs> high fives right at you. Exactly. That's good. Just just have the nice. same joke as me. That's all right. <laughs> but Dan, uh, Dan, as I recall, you've always been a Nintendo fan, though. Like, no, uh-uh. really? I was gonna. No, you see, you thought you knew me. You don't know me. <laughs> um, had a Nintendo. Well. Got the Genesis. Went from oh, the Genesis right. to the Saturn. Mm-hmm. Had a Game Boy though the whole time. I've yeah. always had. I started with the Game Boy Pocket, and then I got the Game Boy Color. So I've always had the Nintendo Portables. I missed okay. out on the fat Game Boy. I had a Game Gear. That was the worst. I have it still. The thing what takes kind of six AA batteries. I just have a Game Gear. It took it so a- many batteries, and it, mm-hmm. it had like two hours of battery life. Yeah. Although <laughs> I do have. I went when I went to Japan. I got this thing called the Retro Freak that plays Game Gear games. So oh, that's cool. Back in the game, <laughs> but why would you spend your time realistically playing? It's like well, it's like you have it just in case. It's like why? why it's good to know time? that I could try it out. I guess so. like how yeah. was this game? Because if I if it's on Game Gear, I'm not gonna fire that thing up. I'm gonna like sneeze and drop a battery out of the back because <laughs> I'm missing the battery covers. So uh, then I had the Saturn, then I got the Dreamcast. And I've always, but I have always played what, Nintendo what games. What games did you like on those systems? Oh, I don't. I'm here in systems, um, no games. All nice. right, all right. <laughs> uh, I mean, Nintendo was Zelda, and Mario, Duck Obviously. Hunt. My sister and I would play that. Um, the Turtles game was amazing. I would play as far as I can get the to the van. Game or the, no. the one where you swim? The terrible the one. one. The, ter- <laughs> the bad one. The one where no one could get past the dam level, where you're disarming bombs. Jump. I remember that jump, and I remember thinking, all right, I guess I'm not good at this game, and then just moving on with my life. I guess I have no talent. Uh, but but I would play that as far as the van. Mega Man games, always Mega right. Man games. I would rent those like crazy. Uh, I never beat Zelda. I still have to beat that first one. And I see, like, why bother at this point? Why not? It's, it's the experience. Like, I can. 
But it's so, like, obtuse. It's like, you got a bomb here, maybe, and you get through. You don't don't know the fun. You don't, you don't. I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) From a man who plays a lot of RPGs, your patience has drawn yourself very thin. Well, it's, you know, it's just as we get older (laughs) now. And, like, Dark Souls, just, like, you need, you need the help of other people to guide you. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up, because, like, right now I'm playing Hollow Knight. I love that. Yeah, how far are you? Uh, it's driving me nuts. It's it's. I think I'm like the fifth area. Yeah, right, you're, you're and than me. like, <laughs> and I hate saying like, oh, this is like Dark Soulsian. I like, mean, it is though. It is though, and it kind of just shows that kind of format how it's really kind of really spread its influence out. But like, I am hitting these moments because it's like you're going through this labyrinth for each section, trying to find the guy who will give you the map. Right. And until then, it's just like, where am I going? Yeah. What is happening? I just don't like, and I, I think this is just my impatience now. It's like, I, for the time that I have the game every day, I want to feel like, yes, I progressed, I did something right. tonight. Because if I don't, I remember, especially the night before, there was one particular, like, it wasn't even a boss, it was like a sub-boss that I kept dying at, and the, you know, you lose your little right. soul guy in that one, you have to get back. And I was like, oh, I can't go to bed until I get that. Because at least I can say I did this tonight. It's like 1130 and I have to be up in like five hours. And like, I hate everything about this. That's how those those old games are. I feel it's like the difficulty for a lot of them. Not all of them. I should paint with such a broad brush. But a lot of those old games substituted kind of the length of play with difficulty. This is not interesting. You bring up an interesting point that I've noticed with modern gaming is like, so for example, I'm playing Persona 5 right now. I just started it. And I really, and I really (laughs) love it, but I'm having trouble staying focused on it. Meanwhile, Mm. I had enough gold coins, gold points, whatever they're called on the switch to get Okami HD whole hog. And I'd never played it. And so mm. I downloaded that. I played Okami for 10 minutes, and then it's like Persona didn't exist anymore. Because I felt like I was making more accomplishments more faster, because it's a Zelda-esque game where it's like, here's a mm. task. Go do the, to this dungeon. Go do this thing. And mm. that was more interesting for me. Whereas with Persona 5, it's like each day, and then you have to go to bed, and then you're you're trying to... And, like, the story drags as far as figuring out why things are happening. And so, like, mm-hmm. I feel like certain older games, if you're in it for, like, the haptic feedback of doing the thing, then it's probably more rewarding. But for story beats, like, there are not really any story beats in Zelda. It's yeah. just... And that's kind of, like, why I think Overwatch, for definitely for Dave, oh. definitely, and for me, it's kind of, it's just stuck around because it's just Overwatch. that constant dopamine hit of every yeah. time you're like, I'm in a match, oh, I got a kill, that feels good. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, well, there's just the next match. Like, yeah. yeah the, and then if you go on a 12-game losing streak, what then, Mark? And then you just go, then you, then you, then you the hit it. <laughs> you go to, you no, go to you bed You take tears. a post-it, and you just write, stop playing this, and you put it on the game, <laughs> and then next time you pick it up, it's like, I remember when I wrote this i respect you past mark and i respect your emotions that's how i got out of destiny i don't like i just believed the post-it i was like this is it for me i have to be done with this it's a good game anthem we're all excited yeah i am very i I actually got to play i can't talk about in detail on the podcast as this is a public Mm -hmm. forum but i was in the closed alpha for it and it was dan stonewalled us as well and we're just like i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna (laughs) let you finish your statement because i think any opinion at all is breaking the nda well i mean all i'll say is it's definitely more fun than destiny 2 at this moment but that doesn't mean anything 
But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because it could be as fun as a piece of turd or as fun <laughs> well, as, as Spider-Man 4. Well, well I mean, oh, well, no. Spider-Man 4 PS4. is way better. PS4. Spider-Man PS4 is better than most games that came out this year. But that's besides the point. I would agree with this. Um, but, uh, well, I would say for Destiny 2 for me, I really wanted to love it. And I did for a while. But that game is so dependent on the people you're playing with. And oh, the yeah. people I played with jumped ship pretty quick. That then I was like, well, this isn't fun by myself. I, you they know, went to PC, if I recall. Yeah, and so like, and so I played on PC for a while, and then I stopped. And then Monster Hunter World came out, and I played that for a while, and then people stopped playing that. Like, I don't have the MMO stamina that I used to, where I could just grind shit out by myself. Like, yeah. I want to play with friends, or I'll go play a single player game elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. I hear you. There are certain games that just like, like, like you're saying, Destiny is not very enjoyable by yourself, and I'm like, I need the game to at least have a similar amount of fun factor while I'm playing single or multi for me to continue with it. Right. Mm. You know, like overwatch, I can have that much enjoyment playing by myself. Right. 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 See, I think that's interesting too. that meant that community mentality that that's, you know, the last 10 years or so and how that even kind of plays with systems. Like, you know, so many people from the 360 like uh, group jump to PS4 and it, it turns into that. Thing I'm one well, of those people. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, well, I'm going to go where my friends are going. And how there really isn't kind of that, you think of probably all the marketing yeah. research, which is this like product loyalty. No, it's just like, where are your friends? That's where you're going to every group like, migrate a little, to. Uh, what is that term that they use for like a, some social... Um, no, you, you're... I got nothing. You, Sorry. You, you, you're crushing it. You're crushing it. Now take it home, baby. No, <laughs> you're saying like, you're uh, not... A, like a trendsetter. Like yeah, every yeah. group has their own trendsetter. A tastemaker? A tastemaker. <laughs> a tastemaker. <laughs> Stop making the jokes. Call back. We're on the same page um, now. But also, like, I feel like... So, like, I can compare to, like, the kinds of games that me and Dan played together was all couch co-op back in the day when me and Dan mm. got to see a lot more of each other back in the day. It was often couch co-op. We rarely played games online together, uh, except for MMOs. Those we would play online together. But like any other game, it was always local. Whereas now every console, with the exception mm. of the Switch maybe, is all online based. Like there's so minimal local co-op. Mm. It's one of the reasons I bought a Switch, I bought Smash Brothers, I bought Mario Kart, is because all of those games have um, co-op. co-op. Couch available? Couch, couch, couch available co-op. And online, although that part is questionable. I do wonder when you especially think about like, I think for games that are kind of, like, there's a set screen and you have multiple characters going on that screen. Like, that's one thing for Couch Co-op. But, like, just for a lot of, you know, thinking of like things like Perfect Dark and GoldenEye, things like that. Yeah, split screen? I wonder even how feasible that is. Because now you're talking about you have to render that world twice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. for each point of view. Like, I wonder even if it's it's... I mean, it's something that's actually a lot harder than we think it would be. Yeah, but I feel like if you can do it on previous hardware, you can do it on current hardware. Well, you could play Borderlands split screen. That's true. Yeah, yeah but but also then when we think about like all these nice, beautiful television houses, do you want to really look at only a corner of a screen? It's so big. It's so it's big. bigger than what we played on before. <laughs> I, I there, even... There's more pixels now, Mark. Oh, but is it? There are more pixels. No, like get closer. <laughs> See, I even think couch co-op is one of those things that is a little nostalgia-driven. Like, yeah. you know, we played. When was the last time the three of us sat down and played? Was that like when we played Crawl? We played Mario like, Party. No, we played. Oh Mario yeah, we played Party. Mario Party, and, and I won, baby. Nice. Oh. Carry that There's... torch. 
I'm well, still a little annoyed with the stupid. You could buy a star anyway. Maybe you should no, buy, buy a star. star no, you cannot be annoyed about buying stars because you've been able to do that since Mario Party no, One. They lower the price by half. Oh, really? It's, it's yeah, but a little. <laughs> so the the money that you get throughout the game is also halved. Uh, so it's kind of similar. Uh, so right. the scale is the same. But nonetheless, like and, I feel uh, there is that on. that kind of sense. Like I even wonder. It's like you know if we could play Overwatch in the same room. Like I don't know. I I, I think the nostalgia for me with couch co-op comes from how much fun couch co-op is. Right. Like it's, it's the people fun. you're in the room with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's the banter and stuff. But like we do that. Oh, like like the perfect example is like Smash Brothers. Like uh, uh, Dan and my mutual friend Andrew would always play Snake and just place proxi- uh, remote mines on people and blow them up. And like that's all he did, and it was hilarious. To those not that getting blown like an up. Intro move. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fired up Snake in the game the other day, and I actually like it clicked, and I was like, "Oh, I used to play Snake all the time." Yeah, oh. <laughs> and I remembered everything. Um, but like those moments and those trash talking moments, especially for like Smash Brothers, for me, always felt better in the same room. Like I just yeah. like I'm sure if the four of us played Smash Brothers over Discord and we're chatting together while playing online, it'd be similar. But I don't know that it would be the exact same experience. As uh, I would being still in threaten. I would still threaten Dave uh, <laughs> with, with physical harm in Smash Brothers. In boys, Dave would dismissingly. We're gonna hang out soon. I'm gonna probably make it so we all play, and I'll probably tell Mark like, if you win, I'll just stab you. Okay. I think I, we all know how that's gonna turn out, Dan. Yeah, I'm and gonna you're stab you. All these claims. So, no, so what's gonna happen is you're gonna win, and I'm gonna have to stab you. I guarantee you, if we play Smash Brothers this weekend, Mark is gonna win zero matches. <laughs> no, you Smash see, this Brothers. is bad. No, I don't need your like listen. I suck at video games. I don't <laughs> that's need... not what it is. It's just I know where my strengths are. And it's not Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Dave's staying quiet because Dave's been playing like a lot of. Smash. Dave exactly knows. Yeah. He knows exactly how this is going to turn out. I mean, I don't want to sound cocky. <laughs> but <laughs> so, all right. Well, let me ask since we're chatting about Smash Brothers a little bit since that just came out as of when we we're recording this. Um, do you all have main characters that you prefer to play? Like for me, I like the large, slow characters. So Donkey Kong, mm. King DDD, King K. Rule. Like those are my Bowser. favorite kinds of character. Bowser. Bowser yeah. is so much better in the new smash brothers than he's ever been before because he can mark move. what's your opinion i gotta i mean i have not i don't know mark, Switch. Well, I mark's play history of smash is to play captain falcon exactly yeah. I know his, with- <laughs> my golden age of smash was college and 64 smash we even have melee right. melee had been out by a while by that point it was just like well we're gonna play the old many smash. many would say you are a purist uh, i mean it wasn't by choice <laughs> you, are, you are a purist but yeah, Falcon, and when Marth was available, I liked Marth, I would say. Okay. His name I want to like play Cloud, because I like him as a person. <laughs> he's fun and to play. I don't know that I'd say cool. he's good, but he's fun. But I'll tell you right now, Joker comes out. Oh, yeah. I will I will make him my main. Uh, buy a Switch. Yeah, you should buy a Switch. Wait, I wait. Uh, Mark, why won't you buy a Switch, Mark? Because it doesn't have an achievement system. I know. <laughs> wow, really? So gonna, that's I want to write one with Dave. I want to make like an achievement system for the Switch with Dave, so he just gets that. See, that's what he did. But like, like Steam has one, and for some reason, that still doesn't drive <laughs> me to like play PC games as much. Do you think you would play less things. games if if the trophy and achievement center just went away? And I knew about like I had it, and then it went away. If it just, away. Yeah, if they just take it out, of every, like it becomes like PS Five comes out, and they're like, "We're dropping the trophy system." I mean, I hope not. 
I can't answer that definitively, <laughs> quite saying. frankly. Well, it's funny it's that you sound. bring that up because, like, <laughs> on the 360, I was an achievement whore. Like, I mm. needed every achievement. I bought some of the Lego games just 100% them. Uh, you were one of them. But but I also <laughs> I liked the Lego games um, as well. But, no, 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 but, like, just the idea. It's, like, yeah, you buy yeah. games not even necessarily, like, want to play it. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, the achievements. Well, like, at the time, I could blame my girlfriend at the time because she really liked those games. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll play with you. And then I'm staying up getting all the achievements. But once I moved to the PS4, I stopped caring, and I couldn't even tell you why. I just stopped caring about trophies. Because it reset, it reset your progress. I guess so. Yeah, actually, you're like, right. Yeah, you're like, what? What is the point? Yeah, this isn't a true representation of my abilities as a gamer. See, what's interesting about the because as I'm thinking, you know, like I think for next, like I'm guessing, what 2020 will be the new systems. Like I'm probably, I'm going to say probably, I'm going to get a PS5. Right, but. With Microsoft buying all these new studios, I'm sure and some of them are really companies that I, I'm interested in. Like, I'm probably going to want to play those games. I'm not going to buy an Xbox for it, but I'll probably play them on the PC because I can. Right. And if I can get achievements there, <laughs> like now I'm getting achievement points, there is, for whatever reason, that is very alluring to me. I don't know why. That seems I, interesting. It's the sound, like you said. <laughs> well, well, it's it even feels, that. That's it like feels a feels good when it pops. Well, I mean, good. It, it it is kind of like a, a Pavlov's dog kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's you're you're being acknowledged for something you did, and that's like, oh, hey, cool, I did that thing. Um, like I remember back in the in the early PS3 and Xbox 360 days, there were a ton of different websites that allowed you to link your facebook to your gamer tag so it would mm-hmm. auto post on your facebook when you got achievements and like mm-hmm. i i busted my ass to find those kinds of programs because i wanted like people to tell me how great i am for getting this weird achievement on this game but i think now i've hit a point where like all i care about is how much i enjoy the game it doesn't mm-hmm. even necessarily mean matter how good the game is like i've played a ton of mediocre games that i still had fun playing like Plus- What's the most mediocre game you've had from playing? Mediocre? Uh, uh, I would say in the far-flung past, it was the Green Lantern game that came out around the same time as the movie. The, ga- the game... Because didn't that have... No, I might be thinking... Isn't it have, like, the Batman combat? No, it or didn't. Or, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the Captain America. That would have yeah, made it a less than mediocre game, game yeah. I think. Um, I liked it because it was a classic beat-em-up style game, but at the end of the mm. day, like it did nothing for me as a Green Lantern game. I just thought it was okay. Or even more recently, Kirby Star Allies is a fun Kirby game, but is by no means a great one because it's the same game as the last four games. But I, I like Kirby, so I had fun. You know, that kind of a thing. Are there any games that I... I hate the term guilty pleasure because you shouldn't feel bad about liking something. But, like, are there games that you've played not that long ago within, like, the last decade, I guess, that you'd say wasn't particularly well-received but that you really enjoyed? Oh, yeah. I have have a couple. Uh, I don't know what immediately comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Lollipop Chainsaw. Really? See, and I never got to play that. That was negatively... It's not good. It's really not that good. Yeah. But... The music's really good, uh-huh. and it's the mechanics of it are so kind of clunky. It's <laughs> it's like easy, but it's sad. Like when I don't even remember her name, Juliet, Juliet something, whatever, yeah. blonde girl cheerleader. When she does like a cartwheel, there's like a move you can do a cartwheel, and you can just lop heads, and like it bursts into rainbows, <laughs> and it's it's just like. 
and the with the the vibration the controls like it was such a good feedback i did a platinum in that game and literally a whole time i'm playing i'm like this really isn't that good but i'm having a great time doing this and i think the other biggest thing is like overwatch by this point was this two three years now at this point oh. like definitely of the hundreds and hundreds of games i've played in my life definitely the one i've played the longest yeah like in terms of just hours and it's just like what am i really getting out of it at this point but awesome costumes and emotes cost it literally it's just that it turns into that that's like the benchmark yeah. if i'm playing a game and it's like do i want to play this game or do i want to play overwatch if i want to play overwatch you. it tells yeah. me the game's not good yeah, yeah yeah no i hear you that that's actually a pretty good barometer overwatch became your litmus for bad games it's just because <laughs> it, it's just it's, it's solid yeah, it's yeah. just so solid in like yeah. every way Okay. No, but I mean, that's the same right. for me with Heroes of the Storm. Like, I always go back to Heroes of the Storm because it's just fun to play. And it's League of Legends for dummies, and I'm a dummy. So, like, uh, that if I'm choosing to play whatever new game I got over that, then I'm like, oh, this and game it, must be good. it's your Heroes. Right. But once I go back to Heroes, I'm like, I guess this other game I've lost interest in because I'm playing Heroes of the Storm again. So, Are you bummed that they... Uh... They're not doing the easy. They thing basically anymore. fired the entire team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it sucks. I think more for the players and the people who were sponsored and the people who are making some sort of pseudo living or like getting something out of it. Like yeah. from a game design perspective, they're not going to drop this game. This game is still a huge hit that makes money for them. So I think mm. they're scaling back the design, but they'll probably still be putting out new heroes and new stages. I think it'll just be slower going, but it definitely sucks. It feels like they've lost face in this game that. It seems to still yeah. be doing okay. I think, I don't know if it's the uh, Heroes of the Storm is doing poorly. I think it's doing significantly more poorly than Overwatch is doing. Right. So it's just, it's just they, they were like, you know what? Esports, Blizzard, Overwatch. Like, yeah. they just want that to be the equation. Yeah. In, in my assumption. I don't it know. Was, and that sure. was just making me think, like, when I think I think it's interesting about Blizzard is that all their games aren't like just a game you play and you kind of walk away. They're right. all like living games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like there's this, Hearthstone, yeah. Overwatch, Diablo. You know, Warcraft, Diablo, and like the new one that's coming out of the phone thing. Although yeah. I don't know if they're exactly they making all, it. They all, they all have end games that like never end. They never yeah. end. And it's yeah. like it, with this kind of loop that you're kind of constantly, and that's why you're keeping in the system, they're still making money off you, hopefully if you're buying things. Right. Mm. But I just wonder at a certain point, it's like how many of those games can you have until you're sort of like you're spread too thin? You can't. You can't uh, make it yeah. That's why I'm not excited for Anthem. Not because of the game itself, but for what it represents. And for what it means for my schedule, that's well, that's what I'm like. Well, uh... I mean, I won't I won't completely agree with that, but like I, I I agree with the mentality. I I was telling a friend of mine, Brian, who Dan knows, yeah. that I don't know that I like MMOs anymore. I think I like mm. playing them with my friends because that's always fun. Like I just went back to the old Republic recently because a bunch of friends of mine on the podcast network I'm on wanted to play again. Oh my god! Does that still work? That's it still does. out. It still works. And if you had, yeah. and if you had a, a security uh, device, you earn cartel credits since the day you bought the game. So, Whoa. like, you can go back and buy a bunch of the stuff to make it more playable for free. The- so, random fun fact: I have a sixty-day card for that game that I never put in. So I could at any time play for two months. If you want to, you want to join us? I we don't. Welcome. I. I- <laughs> I don't, but I feel bad that I bought this. Isn't that and like never the, used it. the Dan 
the Danish sentence he said. So that is yeah, right. I, I bought this. I bought this game, but I've never played it. Oh no, I played the game. Just I not have the card. Yeah, just the time card that never used. I spent money that I never used. But that, like, yeah. But like the <laughs> the sentiment of like the time of the MMO is coming to an end. I feel like that's kind of true. Like WoW is pretty much only moving under its own inertia at this point. It's it's still continuing to make expansions because people are buying them but it's not as successful as this was its numbers are the lowest they've ever been but no other mmo really has long-term traction and the newer mmos that are coming out are monster hunter world anthem destiny ones that have no online subscription that have i like this i don't like to call those mmos yeah me neither all right they're they're not, well, games they're not, they're service. Not, they're not massive. They're <laughs> now not the massive. The That's the true. concept of of uh, the wow the scale between WoW and and Destiny are more similar than the scale between WoW and yeah, but uh, even, only Hunt. in those social zones are you going to run into more than like six other players. Yeah. It's true. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. I think I lumped them together just because it's the massive, it's the online multiplayer aspect. No, it's, it's not just you; it's everyone. But and everyone, it irks me. I'm like, it's not massive. <laughs> well, I think alone. I think those games are clearly an evolution from that time. Yeah, I think. Mm. So but the, too. Yeah, to it's the point. same team where like, or you're earning loot, and that kind of defines your character. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think you're definitely right. And you know, we kind of talked about this on the podcast too. It's like there's only so much oxygen in the room for all these games. Like, yeah, it's, you can't just dabble in it. You got to commit. I mean, really get the most out of it. There's a lot of comments being made about Fortnite, like killing other game industries, just because people stay in that universe and never leave. Yeah, but you I, know what? Like, uh, yeah, like, but I that can't. was World of Warcraft when it first came out, also, and they said the same thing about that. Like, I I, I see Fortnite. And all battle royales as just the next hip gaming trend that will eventually just become part of the norm. I don't think it'll go anywhere, but I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna kill any of the industry. Yeah. I just I don't see that happening. Well, I, I just think it's sort of like, you know, among my like students, like right. that's all they do. And right, it's, of course. you know and it you know, power to them it this you know, zero, you know, entry yeah kind of just getting into it getting engrossed in that world like i, I probably think like for fortnite's probably gonna turn into like the minecraft oh, where there will be yes. fatigue. Yeah. yeah like it will it will always be around and there'll always be a lot of people playing it but eventually we'll just fall out of the zeitgeist about like yeah. things we talk about also like eventually. back in the day when, day when i used to work at a game store uh that will remain nameless gamestop uh yeah. the the, I used to judge people who came in and just bought Madden and Call of Duty. And then I realized they became what I hated. Because, like, don't judge people for what they want to play. Let them play whatever damn games they want. And I get a sense of that with Fortnite now. I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. Damn for a loving Weezer. Boy. <laughs> I'm fresh on that SNL thing, man. People have been coming Oi. at me left and right. Boy, I like Weezer too, so watch it. And he likes Weezer. He just doesn't like Weezer now. Oh, uh, that's not uh, true. Too no, high, you, Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I was going to say. I, I, I think they could have stopped after Make Believe. I, I think can't They, they could have stopped. At least you go that far. Some I, people don't go as far. I as think everything, would, I, everything is All Right in the End was a really great album and a return to form. I think everything between Ratitude and that was garbage. But, like, that that album was really good. I haven't heard the White Album, but I hear it's good. Know. There's white a White Album? There's the a White, white Album, and then Pacific Daydream, and then the Black Album's coming out in March. Don't even... Oh, so I'm behind. That. I'm behind. Yeah, man. Um, Next <laughs> um, A question I wanted to ask about Dinosaur Machines, actually, is how you came up with the name. First of all, I oh, love... This is... <laughs> First of all, I, I just want to say, please shout out the person who designed your logo, because I love Will your logo. Pope! 
Will Pope, the, yeah. The, yeah, the, the fourth <laughs> dinosaur machine. Yeah, actually. he's I, the best. He, I love that logo, and like I remember when Dan first posted it, I, I the first thing I thought was, "What the hell is this?" And then mm. was interested. But how did you come up with the name Dinosaur Machines? I, I think it's um, actually Dave. I think yeah, this is all Dave because <laughs> we had nothing had to do with this. He just decided it. Go there's ahead. a couple of things here at work. Um, we were looking for a group name that was comprised of our names, right? Our initials. Like we only have between Dan, Dave, and Mark. We only really have two letters, right? Right. DM. D- DM. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in that's why in uh our group name for our gang in yeah. uh. And GTA was yeah. the mages of the, the mages. Oh, of danger. I forgot about that. Oh, the mages of danger. Mages just so we can have DDM. D- D- yeah, we should bring that and, back. Um, it's good. <laughs> um, I had come up with it because I had there were a couple of things that work. Like I said, for, there was a period of time where Mark and I added dinosaur and machine to lots of sentences. I remember you guys mentioning that. This yeah, is, this is when I showed up. They were just like saying. <laughs> What's up, machine? And I was like, "This is like, <laughs> guys, did you, are you did having you, a stroke um, over three Do you remember to bring the bread machine? Like, things like stupid things like that. Like, it's called and, an uh, oven. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we were doing that, and also, um, I was a little inspired by um, a friend of mine's poem from high school that she had named. Uh, dinosaur pajamas. Literally, I've never heard this before. This is never. And um, it always stuck with us because we had. Is I was in the poetry club in high school, and we had discussed. Um, Sorry, didn't mean to laugh at your poetry. The, the meaning of dinosaur pajamas, like, is it pajamas meant for a dinosaur, or are they pajamas with dinosaurs on them? Uh huh. Oh, so dinosaur yeah. machine? Is it a machine yeah. meant for dinosaurs or a, a dinosaur? Or is it a, <laughs> an old yeah. machine yeah. or an old machine? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an obscure as hell title, and we're real smart for it. Yeah. We feel real good about it. Well, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's memorable. Yeah, and like, and, and I wanted to like when we were coming up with what a logo was. I had pitched uh, to them and Will that I wanted it to be an arcade cabinet because nobody really uses them anymore. So yeah. it's kind of an old machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and then that... Will just dipped his pen into some magical <laughs> gold and came out yeah. with that beautiful yeah. Pope cabinet. Phoenix. Check him out on Instagram and all. Oh my god, stuff. He's, he's he's very he's talented, great. and he's such a nice guy too. Yeah. He is very. Nice he was boy. like. I'll throw some together. Like, <laughs> yeah. He literally did that in like 10 minutes. <laughs> he did this, and then he's like, here you go. I was like, wow. That's amazing. The uh, color scheme was Dave and I, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. The purple. I liked it. And, and the font. Uh, everything else, yeah. Once we had the cabinet, we ran away with everything every, else. Every, th- every art decision is me and Dan arguing for a long time, and then Mark being like, I like it. It's so annoying. I, I, so, like, we just changed the way we do our episodes. Now it's, like, a lot more... It's like a screenshot of the game, yeah. And, and there's a format, and I was, you know, workshopping it. And I, and this is at this point, me and Dave, I figured Dave out. Like, I have to like think about it three more times through before even showing Dave. <laughs> but I always show the chat. We have a three person chat, and uh-huh. I'm like, I'm gonna show this to the chat because it's fair. But Mark's always like, it's nice. <laughs> it's and nice. Dave's, like, and Dave's like, let's get on a Discord call and workshop this. I'm like. Yeah. That's completely the opposite. Well, that's in your <laughs> skill sets. That's not, I mean, I see the art. I'm like, I don't even know how you made that. It looks well, pretty nice to me. <laughs> I agree with the skill sets, 
But I think that you should care. <laughs> I don't care. I think it's great. It's so agreeable. It's hard to see. Then they, see, Matt, then they get mad at me for not, they say, like, I don't care. I'm complimenting them on their work. I think they're doing great. All right. Well, the, the, okay. di- it's good to know the dynamic translates. I feel like I'm in the middle of a Dinosaur Machines podcast episode with the, yeah. the bantering and the bickering. It's, Matt, don't look now, but you are. What? Break down around him. He's uh, just. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the, we have a studio that's <laughs> oh yeah so, so i feel like laundry room right now i feel like i'd be remiss if i didn't ask three people who make at least a hobby slash career out of playing games at this point with their show what their favorite game of this year was um i know it's not an easy choice because there's there were a lot of good things that came out and like i was on the stream when we were watching the game awards together Everybody, I think, universally being pissed that Red Dead Redemption won everything. Like they We're deserve some of it, but like, <laughs> but like, um, but like for me, I also haven't played a lot of the the stuff in the best of category. Like I didn't play Celeste, I didn't play Red Dead, I didn't play God of War, and I've heard great things about all of them. But so, like for me, the standout because it was just the most perfect experience from start to finish was either the Messenger on the Switch. I played the Switch mm-hmm. version, or Spider Man for PS4. Um, and for me, the reason it's Spider-Man for PS4 is because I've been saying to anyone who will actually listen to me ramble about it, that Spider-Man for PS4 is the best Spider-Man story ever told from comics to movies to TV shows. I just think the narrative is so cohesive and so it's, and you get so invested in all the characters and that made the game really good for me. Also, Dan's struggling. I have opinions on this. (laughs) That's fine. But also for me, the big thing that sold Spider-Man for me is I picked it up and within three minutes was web slinging like a pro like the control the barrier to control was so minimal and there's so many modern triple a titles where i'm spending the first hour of the game figuring out how the fuck to play the game whereas like spider-man there was there was a learning curve for the combat but like for traversing the city and interacting with stuff there was almost no lag time Mm. Yeah. So your pick is is to, is Spider Man. It's Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Messenger, but it can't hold a candle to the AAA title. Like it's just different animals at this point. Yeah. Apples and oranges. Um. No, I think I'm. I finished. I'm trying to think. I've played every every, every one of the the ones. That was not um. Good. I just finally finished Red Dead the the other week, and it was, that was an amazing game. But I still got. I'm still in my stamp on my on God of War. Like yeah. um. You're absolutely right in terms of like there is always like that barrier to entry, and that was one of the most impressive things about Spider-Man. Is you're right because the minute you start swinging, you're like, "Yep, this feels right. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing." Yeah. Um, but for me, like what I always look for with gaming is just a narrative that is going to pull me in, and sure. the gameplay doesn't get in the way. Yeah. And God of War, in terms of just the not only just like the visuals and just like how the combat feels, the pacing of everything, the acting. It's a game that when you kind of list all the things that a game needs to do, it's yeah. 10 and everything. Like just even how long the game is. And I think that's where Red Dead kind of fell apart for me. It's just, and it's, it's not even, it's, it's hard to criticize a game. It's too, there's too much. <laughs> there's too I much game. Felt, that's how I kind of felt about like The Witcher 3. Yeah. A great. Oh, great me game. too. Absolutely. I agree. There's just too much of this game. And then there's a kind of that feeling of, I'm not experience everything i'm missing things like i was by the end of red dead like the last 20 hours i and i was texting these two like as i was like 14 missions left 13 missions you were doing a <laughs> countdown and i was, I, I, I was laughing I was, the whole time and i feel kind of stupid about it because yeah. 
I did not play that game like it was intended to be played. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't have the lifestyle that I can play that kind of game. Like I just don't have four or five hours to sit at a time. Yeah. So like for me personally, definitely. And don't. Yeah. Who doesn't sleep? (laughs) And he goes to stays up till four thirty in the morning. I just want to really quickly on Red Dead. Do you think GTA three or even GTA four was as obtuse as or even the old Red Dead game? Like, do you think? the scale of those games would work in your current life because i do i don't think those games are as wide and and trying to do everything i I think that's part of what made them work it's with like with gta 5 like you know that wasn't that long ago no yeah yeah, like i i definitely didn't feel the same way but i think in terms of the world like you're in a car and you're driving around like there was not as much downtime in gta 5 but at the same time that's what i think was so kind of amazing about red dead is that it is because it was a slow game and i think it really did play into how the narrative turned out if i didn't have the time to kind of just ride my horse through this countryside to you know interact with these random npcs as i go the beats that that story took would not have felt as good as they ended up doing. And I'm actually mm-hmm. cu- curious, like when Dave, how far are you into it, Dave? I'm still at the same place. They stopped to play Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. But I, I'm curious when you get to the end, because I really want to dive into yeah, that with you. It's, I, I think I'll get there. The I'm pace gonna... of it really does serve its story well. And it's impressive, but then at the it, same time, controls like butt. It is, <laughs> it is the thing that you were saying, like that it doesn't, it doesn't respect your time as much. So like right now, like I've been extra busy with work and like m- mentally I'm not in the right place to play right, Re- right. Red Dead right now. But like, I know when work lets up, which it will right now around the holiday season, I'll be back to playing Red Dead and I'm going to love every minute of it. And for me, I'm like, it's, it's got a level of immersion that I haven't felt in a long. See, but I also think there, it, it, that plays into what you're looking for at that time, because mm-hmm. like, no, it's, it's I, I think the right time. Yeah, and like I, I will say definitely, Red Dead I think is a better game than Spider Man. I had a lot more fun playing Spider Man than Red Dead because there was never See, a time I picked that's up the controller. That will never make sense to Dan. And I, I know it's like all about gameplay. So he's like, "How can you say Red Dead is better yeah. than Spider Man when you just said it yeah. doesn't play as well?" <laughs> because when I am, uh, what am I now? Third, thirty-three. Yeah, it's better. like less fun. Obviously, <laughs> when I when I'm 53, there's going to be two to three moments from Red Dead 2 that I remember very distinctly. Yeah, there's going to be nothing I remember from Spider Man. See, and I, I have like no interest in playing Spider Man. See, and I, what's oh, funny about really that? Fun. What's funny about that is like I would disagree. I haven't played Red Dead, admittedly, but like there are yeah. so many moments that stood out to me about Spider Man. But I'm also a big Spider Man fan, and we've been mm. lacking in good Spider Man content until this year, where like yeah. there's been more than I could possibly handle. Um, but mm-hmm. going back to your favorite game, Mark, before you go to the other two, um, these two, these the other two, two guys, <laughs> those guys. Um, I am not a God of War fan. I played the first one, didn't really like it, and didn't play the others. Um, mm, yeah. So I just didn't. Um, I've heard that I would love the new one because it's kind of a new point. Um, ha- were you a fan of the previous God of Wars when you played yeah. the new one? Okay. Huge, huge fan. Huge fan. And, okay. But I do really think, because I think the biggest flaws of the old God of Wars are, is Kratos as a character because he's right. just dumb. He's just, oh, I'm going <laughs> to yell. And he's not likable, but 
those games were just awesome. Like even calling back to like Castlevania, right? Like Castlevania is awesome because it's kind of like this power fantasy. You constantly have this, this kind of trend of you're getting stronger and stronger. And that feels really great. Right. And that's how God of War was. But then they did this beautiful thing in the new game where it is the same Kratos and all this time has passed and a lot of things have happened in between. And I do think even if you had, if you didn't like the old ones and you just kind of go into this one fresh and you're kind of coming in with a clean slate for him, Uh there's enough that happens, especially in the beginning with his relationship with his son and you're kind of piecing together what's going on. He's, and especially I would say within the first hour, there's like two moments I immediately can think of. They do in more in that one hour to make you understand, connect with Kratos than they've done in any of the other games. Got collectively. They, made, they made him loot from Empire? No, because... <laughs> All the stuff happened between A New Hope and Empire. Yeah, and but like... He's but, awesome. But like, with that, you could say, like, he's seen some S. Like, yeah. with Kratos, it turned into... Because, like, I don't want to really get into, like, the story beats. Right. But <laughs> you can tell that... Not only has he seen some S though, but it's fundamentally changed who he is as a person. Got it. And even like just having the cursory glance of it, just seeing his interactions with his son, right? You can immediately see the conflict. And I actually think the trailer that when they first had that first gameplay trailer, they did it perfectly. When um, his son kills that, uh, it's like a deer-like thing, and they have this just perfect moment, and it works with the music and everything, where his son kills the creature. You can see how he's really distraught about it. And Kratos kind of reaches over because he feels like, as a father, I need to comfort for this kid. But then he just like tucks in his hand, and like because he's fighting, he's like, eh, yeah. "No, I'm not ready to do that." And he puts his hands down. And they just keep talking. Yeah. And there's so many little moments like that that really create a relationship that you can't help but be not right. invested in that. Like you have to be. Like I would say that the older games didn't interest me because of essentially Kratos being a, a huge douchebag essentially oh, yeah, like a terrible person but and i would say that that matters to me and the narrative matters but then again i chose devil may cry over god of war even though nobody Ooh. asked me to and devil may cry <laughs> as far as story and d-bag characters it's got that <laughs> to the end of time so like it's i can't pretty fun that. it is i'm actually <laughs> but it's all goth and emo it is whereas god of war is not right no that's totally true Pull my devil trigger I mean, oh, my trouble trigger, you baby. guys joked about it, but I love Devil Trigger's I, performance. I, 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 I really enjoyed about it. it. I was like, that's going to, that's going to, that's a great song. I'm ready. I'm I, so pumped for, I'm it's so pumped a, for Devil May Cry. I just, I just could too. not, I could not sit there and not play Devil May Cry hearing that music. That's all. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about that moment and Devil May Cry 5 is, so I recently replayed 4 to catch myself back up on the story and realize oh, yeah. it that's doesn't like the really, matter. really hard one. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. and it doesn't matter because, the the story is nonsense. Like the gameplay is fun, but uh, all right. So we've heard from Mark, Dan, or Dave. What is your favorite game of the year? Your the answer is Super Time Force Ultra. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, it didn't come out in 2018, did it? It was a joke, Dan. I was thinking it. about. I was thinking about this. I don't want to say Spider Man, but I don't remember what I played. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of Spider Man. It's also sort of Super Mario Party. I mean that's not a bad choice. It's only because me and Henry are playing the hell out of it. Yeah, it's not like, a great choice. <laughs> Mark, you know what? I thought that about you when I decided that I changed my mind. It was like I have this cousin. I was like, yeah. And he's kind of a turd sometimes. I, I have a cousin too. Go on. <laughs> no, I think it's gonna be Super Mario Party just for the sake of conversation too. Um because we do play the hell out of it. It's yeah. like a thing we do. And um, that I always think that's awesome when a game can. She's not 
not somebody who plays video games. Like she loves Animal Crossing. Right. Um, she loves Nintendo's games. But um, we rarely just sit down and play one game repeatedly. Usually we'll play it like once and then I'll just keep playing it. But this game, she's like, let's play Mario Party tonight. I'm like, all right. And then we just started doing like the co-op two versus two maps. Like we're going to, I can tell we're going to go through all the stuff. Uh And I think that is a pretty cool achievement by Nintendo regarding Mario Party. Because before this one, it was just, this is the game you play when you have your friends over. Right. Now it's the game that you can play with one other person. It's still pretty much a lot more fun with people, but it's it's awesome to me that they managed to make it a little more obtuse than than a regular Mario Party release. Yeah. I could say the same for Smash Brothers because yeah. I'm playing that a lot more than I thought I might. I figured I'd buy that and not play it at all, but I'm going through the whole campaign for some reason, and it's fun. Um and it's fun. <laughs> and it's, I just didn't think it'd be fun. I played the old Smash Brothers stories, and it's like, this is stupid. I just want to play regular Smash Brothers. <laughs> but the World of Light teaches me the game, puts stupid challenges in front of me, and it's fun. Um, but yeah, I'll pick Mario Party. Well, I think, I think that's actually a really good point about the co-op nature. Like, Monster Hunter World would have been my game of the year if it kept me interested. But the problem was, mm. once me and my friends picked the weapons we wanted to use, got the highest and best armor of those things, and, like, hit, like, the hunting cap, essentially, and finished the story, mm-hmm. then it's just randomly hunting monsters for pieces of gear you may or may not want. And, like, I got bored. The narrative mm-hmm. was fun, though not super in-depth. But, like, once you hit the best weapons and the best armor, there's nothing to do in that game. And mm-hmm. and then my friends stopped playing it. And so then I stopped playing it. And so, yeah. like, you know, I, f- I find... I don't know about you guys, but as I get older, I prefer single-player to multiplayer, I think. Uh, I-, I love Monster Hunter World being on my menu because we have a buddy, Beanless, who um, he-, he plays it, and they've always got the arch-tempered yeah. beasts and all these other ones. And whenever we talk about it, there's always a chance we'll hop in together yeah, and just try to get the higher-level bosses down and mm-hmm. they're always limited time right um but overall just because it's hard to get a group together sometimes i do gravitate towards single player leaning games i guess well i think mm-hmm. also for me it's because i commute a lot like i i live in brooklyn and work yeah. in manhattan mm-hmm. so like i play the switch on the way to work i play the switch on the way home from work and like there's no internet underground so like for the most part so like I'm playing a lot of single player games there. And then when I get home, like I could go on my computer and play heroes or overwatch, but then I'll look at my TV and go, nah, I'll play some persona for a while and then go to bed. I also feel like playing a single player game for an hour. I feel less guilty, like just turning it off than like getting all my friends together, playing a game for a half hour and going, all right guys, I got to go to bed. Bye. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. I I totally get that. (laughs) Yeah. Dave, where are you at think, with this? I don't think that 2018 was that good of a year. I don't want to give it to you. <sighs> you don't have any game you want to give it to. <laughs> wow. This is wow. basically why the podcast exists. Because we, have to, we won't ever, think, but we have to I think to Oberdin was one of the better games that came out. All right. I mean, Oberdin sounded really cool. Like, that's one that I didn't yeah. get to play, but your discussion was really interesting about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm like, if I can't say... I like the, the game I played the most of this year that I enjoyed the most time with was Overwatch, probably. Yeah. But that's an ongoing game. Yeah. I will say that I, my interest in it is finally waning. I think. Oh yeah, but, only but took we'll two see. years. It'll take. It'll take. That's a long time. They'll come out yeah. with something. They'll come out with something. Yeah. To uh to to regain my interest, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The next season of of you know competitive play. 
So all this time with Red Dead, you, you don't think that's... I think it's good. Much? I think it's good. I think it's a really good game. And like, other other than the story being really interesting and me being invested in Arthur, I do see a lot of gameplay flaws. So I don't want to mm-hmm. like... like there are so many times where too easily, just because of the button combination, like I take out my gun on someone and I'm like, oh, shit. Well, here you we know, are. It's now, now, <laughs> I'm I'm in, now I'm in a fight and I don't want to be, am I going to try and quick reset? Am I going to try and get out of this? Yeah. You know, there's instances like that, or it's like, I have two perfect pelts on my horse and then some random gang jumps me and I die and then I lose my pelts and all my great belongings and i'm like well that sucks yeah i mean uh, i've had that <laughs> i mean also saying overwatch is your game of the year if you're playing it that much like so i have a another gaming podcast that mm-hmm. i do um and mm-hmm. me and my co-host are going to talk about the year in gaming and there are yeah. a lot of games on my list that didn't come out this year that i finally mm-hmm. played um mm-hmm. and they're still going to be on my top list because i played them and i like them yeah. this year but also i think like-, like i'm jealous of people like dave because I wanted to like Overwatch that much. He's and so handsome. He is handsome. But uh, I, I really wanted yes. to like Overwatch because I like Blizzard so much and I liked yeah. what it was. And like, I'm a great tank or like support, but I have t- a terrible aim and a terrible shot. So like, playing the 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 attack roles aren't fun for me. And so eventually the game just started to get boring for me, but I love the lore of that world. I really wish it was an action game also, or some kind of other single player story game based on it because the, the, the characters and the world is so fascinating. Yeah. It's funny when they have those, I, I, I thought I wanted that too. And then when yeah. they tried it and they did it for uh, archives, I remember that. Yeah. Where you could do like the co-op missions. All right. It felt weird. It and did. it felt odd because it, <laughs> They, it's, it's, you're an overpowered you know, character. It's not that you're just you're an overpowered character. It's that you don't realize, and this is the experience I get whenever I go jump jump back into Destiny. How much more interesting it is to shoot at another player, yeah, than to shoot at AI, yeah. Like the, the wizards and all that's all those character, those enemy types in Destiny, they all follow predictable patterns, yeah, and like. I may run into another tracer and I may expect them to do certain things, but this tracer player doesn't play like this tracer player. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it keeps it interesting because of that. Yeah. No. And I get that. I think also for me is like a lot of my group of friends were never competitive gamers Mm. or competitive Mm. players. And like I said before, I'm a terrible shot. Like any third, any first or third person shooter where I have a health bar, I'm a happy camper because then I have a chance to live. Like that's mm-hmm. why I never liked Call of Duty or or Modern Warfare or or any of those games because it's usually one or two shots and you're dead and I couldn't survive. Um but you know at the end of the day I'd rather play with my friends than against my friends. Um Yeah. Because cool. I'm not a great shot though. Like I'm sure if I were better at Twitch Twitch shooters uh I would probably like competitive stuff more. It comes down to the fact that I'm not a, a, a I, my reflexes aren't that good, and so any game where I have a little bit of a cushion is more fun for me. You know, it's it's funny that too because like we have this experience all the time with Overwatch. It's like we'll be playing and we're winning, and it's like, well, this is the greatest thing in the world. I can't imagine doing anything other than this. But then we have other nights where literally it's like nothing goes right. And it's like, I don't <laughs> want to play this. Play. Yeah. <laughs> Those were damn plays, basically. 
Um, uh, before we wrap up, I did want to ask you guys about your YouTube presence as well. You're doing some streaming together. Dan is doing some streaming ooh, on his own. Um, <laughs> I know as someone who can't get himself to stream, like mm. I'm curious as gamers, uh, what difficulties you find with gaming being your job as far as working on a podcast, working on streaming. Cause for me, like I have two different video game podcasts and I try and stream, but like, I'm lucky if I stream once every three weeks at this point, because I just, there's something about a feeling like work to me that makes me not want to play it. Um, yeah. How do you how, how do you make that balance between gaming for fun and gaming for finger quotes work? So I'm gonna leave this one for a second here. Yeah, um, sure, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll talk about the scope for me and Mark and Dave first. We were doing the YouTube channel for a while, mm-hmm. a long time. We have a lot of stuff yet to release. That's on me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, but what wound up happening during those sessions is that we just we were having fun playing the game, but we, we eventually just wanted to go back to playing because between the podcast and doing the YouTube channel at that point, we weren't really finding time outside of random times that Overwatch happened to play together yeah. for fun. For fun, right. Yeah, without, with each other. Any, like, without any worry of like, oh, when we release this, we have, we have to cut this bit because yeah. this is not appropriate. Mark is right. a teacher. He has to... Yes, be careful with right. what he puts yeah. out there. Of course, yeah. thanks, guys. <laughs> and, but I, I mean, I like your your profession as mm. in, in scope to the podcast because it makes me curse less, which I think is fun <laughs> to try. Um, but so, so we eventually decided, all right, let's just stop doing the YouTube stuff because we value our friendships more. <laughs> and we do the podcast. Let's just focus on that. And grow it. Good. Uh, as for streaming. I've learned, I'm getting back into it now. I took like two months off. I was basically done because of like an awkward situation that happened. And I also realized I was kind of burned out. I was just kind of doing it because it felt like I should. But, um, and you were pretty consistent. You were like streaming like three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to probably go back to like two tops. Uh, but like, I'm not even going to do, I was thinking doing one, but I think two is a good number, two times a week. But I don't think days are going to be the same every week. But yeah, you're right. I was consistent. I would stream for like five hours, sometimes six. I did a 12-hour stream once. It was a lot. Yeah. And um, eventually, it was like, I don't, I just fell off. I, my body said no, and my mind was coming up with excuses. And after that, now I'm realizing I just have to have games I can stream and games I don't stream. Like, Zelda yeah. is for me. Yeah. No one's gonna watch me play Breath of the Wild. Right. I don't care. But Dark Souls, yeah, I'll I'll stream that because right. I won't play that alone. So um ultimately the games I would stream made the difference. And then also my time management's getting better because now I use calendar invites to like tonight you're gonna brainstorm nerd pundit posts. Tomorrow you're gonna record a hit buttons video. And um that's also helpful. Do you, but, do you find choosing indie games made it easier for you to also kind of manage your time with games? Because indie, the indie games required less of you than like the AAA titles as far as uh, splitting mm. splitting fun and work. That's kind of, I don't know, because some of the indie think, games are long. I think most of the times it has it's come down to more of indies are more likely to do something out of the norm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I, as the curmudgeon... <laughs> I've been pretty bored with what the AAA market puts out there. Okay, like, I have. That's fair. Like, I don't. I'm not interested in playing Spider-Man. I don't have any interest in God of War. I think. Mo- I think I'm with you on the previous series. I'm like, I. I just thought they were 
overly violent for yeah. to to fill in some fun factor. Right. Like I I it's I just, just don't a guy to rip up a part and it's like Yeah, oh. I'm like I got those kicks out of me playing Mortal Kombat as a prepubescent teen. I don't need to do <laughs> oh, it. Oh snap. You know? Oh snap. Well no, but I get <laughs> I totally get that. I think that for me the reason Spider Man is my game of the year is because I'm a Spider Man mm. fan first. Yeah. Mm. I mean and you like, saying that it's one of the better stories it's giving solid. some interest. In yeah. It. Yeah. No. It's uh, even though like I, I put that just, like third in my year. I think that story was good. Yeah. It was enjoyable. I, it was I definitely just, good. It, it from what I've seen visually, I don't think it's going to give me anything that the Arkham series and or Infamous didn't. And I like those fair. games. And I just mm, I don't. A lot and of like, what I saw from the tr- early trailers and E3 looked like very on rails movements for spider-man and i was like i don't want to hold forward and feel like my character is doing a lot of stuff that i'm not yeah that's not the case you control you have an immense amount of control over your character Mm -hmm. but i get that i think that also ultimately if you don't give a crap about the source material or the gameplay doesn't interest you like at this point why are you going to play the game i've bought games because i've been told they're great games even mm-hmm. though I was unsure and then often regretted it. I bought mm-hmm. um, Bayonetta, which you'd think I liked because I liked Devil May Cry. But for whatever reason, I just I couldn't get into it. It just doesn't click. And, oh, I and, and, <laughs> and like I think part of it is that it's really difficult. And I put it on a, nor- a regular difficulty. And so I, I struggled a bit. But I think also, you know, buying games because other people say they're really good. If you have doubts, you have doubts for a reason. And mm. those games are worth trying if you can do it for free. But I think... Like, I have a lot of buyer's remorse. I bought Xenoblade Chronicles this year um, for the Switch because I love RPGs, and I played it for an hour, and I haven't touched it since. And maybe mm. I'll go back for, back to it because it's on my Switch. I bought the digital version, but, like, I really regret buying that $60 game because mm. I could have bought an, any of the other 10 games on my wish list that I probably would have enjoyed more, you know? Yeah. Mm. And but I think somebody told you it was good. Somebody told me it was good. <laughs> Um, at least it wasn't those three assholes on that podcast. It wasn't those guys. That's right. Boom, boom. Um, that, that's, you'll just buy Persona and Spider-Man if you listen to us. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit before we wrap up about what the future of Dinosaur Machines holds? Like what kind of stuff you guys have planned for upcoming episodes, upcoming seasons? The Dinosaur Machines Corporation doesn't like to disclose future plans <laughs> to... <laughs> Well, I'll say well, we're definitely trying to. Vent- I think we mentioned like we're trying to venture out to different genres. Like we uh-huh. do have one multiplayer game coming up that I think is going to go over like a huge dud. But that's yeah. <laughs> we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of it, I think Easy. we're exploring a little bit more with the tastemaker. I think, but really, I think for the most part, I think we're happy with what we put out. Yeah. This is, I think. You know, not to get like a little off topic here, but like I was actually, as I was walking the dog earlier in the freezing cold, I was just thinking about the amount of friends I had in my life who I don't talk to anymore. Right. And like thinking about like what really is making that happen. And I think it's this kind of idea. It's like, we're not, I'm not making new memories with those people. It's like when we see each other, it's like, hey, checking in, how's the things going? But with like Dave and Dan, this podcast is this kind of, you know, like, I'm sure we would all played games. If we weren't doing the podcast, we would have been playing games together. We would have had those things. But because we kind of have, like, this thing we're doing together, yeah. like, this it's project. Like tag. Yeah. And, tag. like, it's it's creating <laughs> these kind of things between us and these, these conversations that we yeah. have that we don't expect. And, like, 
So I think, you know, as weird as that's the, this, the biggest thing we're going to keep going, it's just really it's three guys who like video games. We're going to like some of them. We're going to dislike some of them, but it's just the conversations between us. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite Dinosaur Machines episodes are the ones we don't record when we're doing something like playing Mario Party or <laughs> those are because I get in my head for a second. I'm like, we should probably turn on a mic. I'm like, no. Yeah. This is our sacred bro like, time. Yeah. And, but that, and I mean, that's just kind of what the podcast is. It's just yeah, when the yeah. three of us are together, it is Dinosaur Machines time. It's and true. I, I like to think of it as, as like a self-documenting point of our life, too. Yeah, like, sure. Like, yeah. You know, like when we look back, who knows? Our kids will may pick this up, listen to it and be like, our dads are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we talk about our personal life on it. And I love that because that, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes us real to a listener, but it also... That's usually when we catch up on our personal lives, and then when the podcast is, you want to play some Overwatch, I guess, and then that's that's the end of the night. And um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I think also for me, like obviously, my entrance point to the podcast was my friend Dan was on a podcast. But now, that's having right. listened yeah. for as long as I have, like I said to Mark earlier before you got on, Dave, I feel like I know you all three of you, because even though we've interacted on the internet and stuff, like because I'm in these fairly personal conversations as well as the game stuff, I just feel like I know you guys, which I think is kind of cool. And I enjoy getting that out of a podcast I listen to. Yeah, we try and be authentic. We're not trying to hide who we are. That is is very awesome. (laughs) The the most future thing I guess I can think about is I've been sneaking Mark and Dave onto my stream Uh because I want them to... I want to make them part of my whatever I grow on Twitch. Whatever right. I do, I always want to bring it back to our effort. Yeah. And part of that to me is making their voices come out of more than just the podcast. But after the YouTube experience, I, I've learned that we definitely have to focus on the podcast and then everything else will just. I think it's also. It's, fun. It's, and we, we talk about this a lot. It's the question of just like, what is the thing we're providing? You know, what is the value to it? And I think with the podcast, you know, but there, there's always us because that is the one thing nobody else could provide. It's the three of yeah, us, the, right. our banter. Um, but I also think it, like with the YouTube channel, like like we were saying earlier, like it did become kind of like, let's just kind of be us again. And not that we weren't, but right. I don't. But you started making that choices you about with the games that you select. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, this will this will create certain funny, you know, funny uh-huh. things. Yeah. Or, right. you know what, they're, they're supposed to be making a Resident Evil remake. Let's uh, let's play the original Resident Evil so we can so reflect back fun. at how right. bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think also something for me as a listener that is personally infuriating is listening to the Trivial Tastemaker and not being able to participate. Because, <laughs> like, especially for me, like, Dan knows I'm also a diehard Mega Man fan. And so, like, when Dan was listening, listing the robot masters, <laughs> like, Egyptman. I was, ye- when, yeah, when you got to Egyptman, I'm yelling at my iPhone, Dan, it's Pharaoh Man. What is wrong? Yeah. Like, hey, eh, look. <laughs> If you go that deep, he got 38 out of 89. He did, the, it's true. I have the card right here. Um, but what's funny to me about the tastemakers, <laughs> I love gaming trivia. Nice. I love gaming right. trivia, right. and so it's fun to play along for the stuff mm-hmm. I may know. And I'm always surprised at what I do and don't know as mm. well. Yeah, we, we also figure that out as we're doing them. It's like, oh, I really 
thought I knew more about this. Yeah, than I, <laughs> I think I've really pushed the envelope when I made them try to guess Kane from the Legacy of Kane series because <laughs> you lied to us. I lied, lied to them to accidentally because yeah. it was a little obscure, and yeah. and that that's probably. A very good. Well, it's it's continuing the bit where Mark yeah. did never wins that game. It's just never yeah. gonna happen. I just have to like make you guys do that, and that way uh, you can't lose. I was actually gonna ask you guys about this off this, but I might as well do it now. You guys think we should make a Paperboy T-shirt? No, as well. Uh, I think we should. <laughs> Paperboy. Uh, right. I, I I will say my favorite tastemaker though was the one I think Dan had come up with it with the the games and dates where you had to like create a timeline. Was that no, that was Mark. Oh, that was Mark. That was like Mark. the box here. Yeah. We're ready to go. That that I thought was really brilliant because that's the kind of game like if you guys ever did the podcast at a convention or something, like yeah. that's something you could rope the audience in with and let them play. Because it's Wait, just thank you, Matt. <laughs> I think it, that's I wanna do that. It's it's also it's it's like asking questions is original enough, but that that's a game I'd never heard of. Like timeline is a thing that people have played, but doing it with games and guessing the years they came out, which I have no idea what year games came out. Like I yeah. I just don't retain that information. I'm like I remember when I played it. Right. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't looking at a calendar. You're looking at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I was listening to this album when it came out. <laughs> uh, you guys know that game Bug Two on Sega Saturn? I nope. do. I'm familiar. No. Yeah, so I was listening to Tragic Kingdom, and I've never actually heard Bug 2's soundtrack. Uh-huh. So whenever I think of Bug 2, I just I don't hear the You game. think of that album. That's fair. I'm like, oh, it's time to listen to Tragic Kingdom, I guess. Well, I um, always associate SSX with um, with Weezer's Blue album, because I like rediscovered that album while playing SSX. Was it, yeah. was it in there? No, it's not in there. It's not in there, no. <laughs> Finally. Uh, Guys, this has been a blast. Seriously, thank you for coming on the show. Um, Thanks for having us. This was yeah, this is fun. We talked. Um, <laughs> I know. Like, I actually got to talk to Dan. You know, right. like, <laughs> I had to have him. Like, this is going to be fodder for my other podcaster friends, though, because they make a joke that, A, I have a thousand podcasts, and B, the only way to talk to me is if you're on my podcast. And that's <laughs> becoming more true. You but, go to your closet of microphones, you just slide your phone. It's like, let's catch up. But uh but no, this has really been a blast. Like I said, sincerely, I've been a fan since episode one and I love what you guys are doing. Thanks. And I hope Thank that you. you guys being guests, even if it gets you five new listeners, one new listener, like I really I really want more people to invest in your show because I think it's really great. And it and you uh you have a conversation that I feel like a lot of gamers are having. But maybe not but behind with, closed doors, right? <laughs> or maybe with not a lot of people. Like I don't, I don't feel like I have enough peers that I can talk to about gaming as openly as you guys talk about it. Because you don't just talk about is the, if a game's good or bad. In fact, in a lot of the episodes, that's not that important. The, mm. the, it. What's more important is talking about the game. Like. Mm. You know, if I had a dollar for every time Dave said this thing was terrible or I hated that, you know, <laughs> I'd be rich. But, there, but at the end of the day, it's not like that's not what Dave's description is. If Dave says he doesn't like something, then he goes, but here are all the reasons why. I didn't like this. I hated this moment. I didn't enjoy this, you know, or or when you like games as well. And I think that's really interesting. You know, it's less about good or bad and ratings and more about the experience of playing the game in the first place. Totally. That's what yeah. we want to share. Yeah. Um, so normally I have, and I don't know how well this will work over the internet because I've tried it before. Um, I have a saying on this show, which is music is life and life is good. Uh, this idea that if you're making good art, 
then you'll have a good life. Or if you're enjoying good art, you'll have a good life. I've had multiple people try and say it at the same time from separate places, and I don't know if that'll work. I got an idea. What's that? What if we go like parts of it? Okay. Yeah. So why well, don't? How, so how, how many words are there? Mu- well, music is syllables. life. Music is life. And I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say good. and. There you There's go. Seven. There's seven. So no, yeah, but that, that, that's that's a good idea. I like this. Dan will say music is life. Dave I'm will say, say and, and, and then Mark will say life is good. <laughs> because Dave's the glue. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There it is. Done. We're so done. so guys, this has been a pleasure. Dinosaur machines, please sign off the podcast. Uh, oh, should we shout ourselves? Nice shot, Dan. Music is life. And life is good. That's it for this episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Our theme music is by Michael Kill. Our logo was designed by Case Aiken and Joey Amans. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. You'll help us reach more listeners. Questions, comments, or guest recommendations? Email matt.storm at crashchords.com or hit us up on Twitter at Crash Chords Web. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque, the podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weburlesque.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good. <laughs>